1: Peeps, we are live with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, Cybersecurity Super Recruiter, helping awesome leaders hire great talent. And I am here in place of my co-host, Chris Golan today while he is off traveling. Um, and I have an awesome special guest with me today. I have Dan Klein. Say hi to everybody, Dan.
2: Howdy, how you doing?
1: awesome thank you so much for being here so folks before we get started i know chris always tells us i know right now we are streaming live to linkedin youtube twitch twitter and we we should have been on chris's facebook page but it seems like there's some kind of glitch there that's not happening um but in any event please follow us subscribe you know hit the subscribe button on youtube we are definitely trying to continue to grow our network um, and have you listened to awesome people like Dan and learn about how he has broken into security. So Dan, Chris, share with me that um, somebody's saying no sound. Mm. There's no sound. I can you hear, hear you just fine. Sound. I can <laughs> hear me fine too. That's very, very <laughs> odd. Um, I'm going to check into that while I do um, a quickie introduction, but Chris has shared with me that you transitioned from um Devsecops, is it'm uh, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm in Devsecops currently, yeah, you're
1: in Devsecops, but you came from a sysadmin role?
2: Yeah, I started out sysadmin early in my career and kind of bounced around to do, do a different few different things and and ended up end up in, um, in a Devsecops role currently.:
1: Okay, perfect. Well, talk to us more about that. please introduce yourself.
2: Sure. So, um, uh, good afternoon for those on the East Coast. Uh, My name is Dan Klein. Um, I'm honored to be here uh, with you, Renee. Um, And uh, no, just uh, a brief introduction to me. Um, So, I'm currently uh, a people leader in the cybersecurity space and the DevSecOps space um, for uh, a major financial services company on the East Coast. Um, And I've been with them for uh, the last 14 years. Um, I started out in in a very pure IT technical role as a um, as a sysadmin um, really enjoyed it and in fact to this day i sometimes i wonder i'd love to go back to it sometimes because it's very looking back at it it's quite simple compared to the work that we do in security um something's broken you fix it and and you move on uh not to say that that's you know when you're in it sometimes you can you you want to be out of it sometimes um, so maybe that's a longing for stuff I've done in the past. Um, so in between then and now, I've done very i have um, worked in various uh, deeply technical roles in configuration management, um, done work with CI/CD pipelines directly, right? Not as a—not from a security standpoint, but simply from a provisioning and and um, uh, build engineering aspect of that. Um, and where where I currently am, um, I am like I mentioned before, I'm a people leader um, in the DevSecOps space. Um, my team does—my uh, uh, team works on integrations um into our enterprise pipeline so uh you know using SAST and um uh uh not ASC tooling uh it's the um uh, dependency dependency management i'm trying to remember what the acronym is for it without revealing the vendor of course um but uh so yeah we're we're obviously um you know doing this for a large enterprise and it's it's a cha- it's a challenge for a small enterprise and it's certainly um, not easy for large enterprises so there's new threats every day and we all know what we what we've been dealing with lately um, log4j is a you know one of the larger examples but um it's certainly been uh, it's certainly been an active field and um, i've enjoyed being part of it there are times where like i mentioned earlier i'd love to go back to be doing um, you know, basic sysadmin work, um, but there's a lot, obviously a lot of growth potential, not just the, from a financial standpoint, but, but you know, legitimate understanding of trade-offs between, um, between okay, how how risk averse are we versus how much do we wanna limit enablement? So um, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed the, the kind of bouncing around doing different things. And I found that security has been something that's challenging on a daily basis, but also rewarding in terms of just knowing that, you know, you're enabling, um, you're enabling your your peers and, and your company and and those around you to be more secure, um, but also trying to help them do the right thing. Um, at the end of the day, not just hopefully not just telling them no all the time, which I know we're unfortunately we're known for that um, in security, regardless of where you work. I think that's people see you as no, and so my goal is to uh, and and that of my peers is to say how can we do it securely, not no, but trying to help them move towards a secure solution for their um, for their issues. So that's a little bit about me and maybe a little bit about my kind of rationale and background in, in terms of what I, how I view security.
1: That's awesome and, and good to hear, you know, the transition and, that I want to dig deeper into. Um, but before I do that, I also forgot to, for people, a shout out where they are listening from, where they're watching from, you know, around the country, around the world. We always have some really cool folks that are all over. And we don't know where they're coming in from. And this is somebody on Twitch who says it's Samuel, um, a gay come, I believe. And is saying, he's saying it's his first time here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here. Chris is usually here every Friday and we're typically on, on Thursdays as well. So it's great to have you here and hopefully we can get some good information, um, and there are some folks that said that the uh, Julia Julio is um, from Texas. The sound is working, so it's good. Um, so, yeah, so definitely keep shouting out where you're from. So, Dan, I have a, I, I'm have always curious as to why people um, move and transition into new roles. So you are a sysadmin, like you said you thought that you were in the, in the heat of it all. And then you move over into wacky security where <laughs> there's a whole lot more going on, but what made you, you know, t- talk to us about your career progression because I, I, I think people who are maybe sis right now wondering, wow, how did he, you know, how did he move over? Um, it's always a, a really interesting story. So let us know how did that happen?
2: Sure. So, I mean, that's a fantastic question. And if you were to ask me what I was doing when I was in, you know, this was back in 2008, um, being a, being a sysadmin, I would not have told you that. I would not have thought that I would actually end up in security. Like, it was a desire of mine, not really a from a not from a career standpoint, but just like I like trying to break things apart and trying to see how I can not break them, but like how I can maybe exploit some limitations. Right. And, and not in a, not in a nefarious way, right. Not an illegal or anything like that, but more of just like, Hey, how can, how can you get something to do something it shouldn't do? Um, so that's obviously not what I do on a day-to-day basis, but, um, the way I was looking, the way the, the transition took place was it wasn't, I didn't go right from being a sysadmin into security although that's a path that a lot of people take because oftentimes sysadmins are fantastic in security because they are butting heads with the security people all day so we we know that right um but that that actually makes them great candidates because they they understand the system and the the that's the best thing about them like hey you have to then understand how that plays into risk and how you interact with your business clients and things like that but at the end of the day um those are those are great folks so for me there were there were a a few intermediate steps Um, you know security wasn't as as big of a thing as it was in 2008 than it is now obviously um so the the steps kind of in between were first i transitioned to a configuration management role you know looking at um today the example would be through ansible right using ansible to automate deployments back then we were using a proprietary technology because ansible wasn't as popular um it was actually a homegrown it was a homegrown tool set internal to the company, which was its own brand of fun. But I'll, I'll save that uh, conversation for another day. Um, and then from there, that's when I moved into the CICD pipeline team, where we were working with the pipeline on a day-to-day basis. So you can kind of see the, the progression from sysadmin to configuration management to CICD pipeline. And where I am now is kind of wrapping those two skills, almost three skill sets into the work that i do and that my team does every day now obviously i'm layering people leadership and project management on top of that which is its own brand of of fun but um i think what people need to realize is and oh by the way i had an intermediate step where i was an individual contributor on the team before i became the people leader so um i think that so what my career progression at least what it would show your viewers and, and others interested in it is hey there's no straight path to security and i think that the good thing is that May in, in some ways the more roles the more non-security roles that you take up before you come into security, that can position you as a as a more well rounded um uh candidate for uh for folks like me who is a hiring manager, right? Because if I hear like I'm not saying that I, you know, I would pick myself necessarily for a role, but just looking at what the qualities of the individual candidates and say, hey, I've done all these things in different areas and I really want to get into security, but man, I'm like I've got all my bases covered in from a technical standpoint. Um, I'm not saying you have to do this, but I think it makes you a better candidate because you've seen different aspects of, of the things that we run into in security all the time. So I, I, I think, um, so to answer your question, yeah, it was not a straight career trajectory into security by no means. Um, but at the same time, it was beneficial, I think, for my career to kind of try out different areas before I went into security um, full force. Um, so I think, yeah, the, the end the end benefit for for folks to know is, Hey, it's it's okay to do a few different things, and you know, I got lucky. I'll be honest, right? I had a leader who, um, who who went out of his way to kind of like I knew I told him I was passionate about security, and and he went out of his way to make it uh, to enable that, enable me to make that transition. So I don't know if that was a, another question you might you might have based on some of the things I shared with Chris ahead of time, but um, yeah, I'll 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 I'll, I'll leave it there for now.
1: I think what you, you know, what you shared was there's so many nuggets in that. You know, one, I think people get discouraged when they don't get an opportunity directly into security. And it's interesting that you, you know, all the steps that you took and from sysadmin to security, like to where you are now or to the interim role, how long, how many years was that?
2: Oh geez, I mean, so I, <clears throat> so I started, I started as a sysadmin in 2008, and and only in, I think it was 2018 when I actually formally entered a like an actual role where it had the word security in it in the security organization. Um, so right. I mean, that's a, that's a decade, right?
1: But you were doing some security stuff in between. Like it's obvious, like as a sysadmin, like you said, the great thing about being a sysadmin is that you're butting up with security all the time. So you're learning the nuances, you're understanding. Um, you know, all of these various things that have been happening. Um, and so it's, it's so interesting, because I I love to, I think that more people sh- would get into security if they pivoted from another area, especially in technology. Um, I've seen it happen so often. Um, and if they really, really focused about it I mean you you took a path where you did various things to eventually get to security in 10 years because I don't want people to be like oh my god I do have 10 years
2: no <laughs> um
1: you know it, it can be a shorter path than that much shorter but it's a way in versus banging your head against the wall you know on the outside it's like a circuitous path but you're still getting to the end result and I think that that is um you know, what you shared. I don't want people to not pick that up. Like, this is where you were, you had a, you know, you you saw what was happening in security, then you went to, you know, incrementally in these other roles to where you are now. And, you know, for those of us who are a little bit older, <laughs> 10 years, it may seem like a super long time when you're 21, but it really it comes so fast. It comes True. so fast. And we can do it in a shorter period of time. So Dan, what other roles do you think are um, similar to to sysadmin roles? And if you, I mean, if you don't know, that's fine too, but I I have a feeling you may know uh, any other roles that you've seen that people have had that you think like, wow, like this person would be great. And now you have a security team. So you now have to start looking at this like, oh, if I can't hire X, like who can I bring in to train? Who may already have like a lot of these skills and kind of have the understanding, so they'll be easier to train up. What are the roles have you seen people do that you think would be like an easier transition into um, security?
2: Yeah, so <clears throat> I know it's a stereotype, and I know some people. It, my own sister is is interested in in doing some more IT oriented stuff and and we've gone back and forth about you know can you you know should you try out like a help desk job first and i know that like i said that's a stereotype and then people get upset and they're like well but you can you can have an entry level cybersecurity job and that's true they exist it's it is a challenge right and i think there is you know i'll be candid right i think there is some gatekeeping that goes on um but at the end of the day i think i think there's no harm in a in a help desk job where like even if you're like i go back to some of the things that i put on for my cissp when i passed when i passed it right like some of the areas of expertise it's like hey i reset user passwords that counts as doing some security work and i think what people need to understand and i may be going off a bit of a tangent but i think what people need to understand is insecurity at least in the you know where the, how where the market is currently resetting someone's password and and maybe understanding, um, you know, roles in an IAM system is actually a pretty awesome experience to have. And that, that makes you actually more marketable. So, you know, help desk, um, even an entry level developer, Java, JavaScript, um, Ruby, Python, right? You're, you know, if you can kind of, the way I look at it is if you can spin your experience in a way that you're saying like, hey, for example, if you're a developer, you're like, hey, I'm writing security tests, right? And you can you can parlay that into hey I understand it and maybe I understand security in a different context but at the end of the day I'm able to you know bring that experience here and you bring value just by the experience that you have it isn't necessarily something that you're um, that you you know are doing on the weekends like you're doing it for your day job you're getting paid for it so you're not you know, some people love to do, you know, Raspberry Pi things, but that's, you know, that's obviously up to them. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, roles, um, yeah, help, you know, help desk analysts, there's no harm in that. Um, Entry-level programming roles, um, you know, a lot of, I I guess, roles kind of adjacent to those, I would think, right? And I I know they've got varying names, there's like help desk analyst or help desk, you know, um, support, things like that. Um, and And I would say, actually, what I should have said from the beginning was, it is dependent on what area of security you're, you're interested in, right? So for example, if you're going to go into um, threat hunting or red teaming or, or, um, you know, blue teaming, right? Those areas are going to have kind of needs that are that are different. And I think, you know, going back to the example I shared earlier, I think it's helpful to know, what am I targeting? Okay, how and then how can I take the position that I'm in currently, and make it so that, you know, the, or or just, it, I've advised some some mentees that I've spoken with over the years, I've said to them, I said, look, like, have have a target role in mind. And then once you have that target role in mind, you can then Say okay, here's the things I'm paid for to, paid to do on a day to day basis in my current job. How can I do more things that get me closer to the role that I'm looking at? So um, I think you know it's good to have those roles in mind, the, those entry level roles in mind to like get you to it. But I think more important is to have um, is to kind of build in some security practices to your current role based on the role that you're you're seeking. And I think that'll that'll always I mean that'll always do do you good regardless of the role you're going into, regardless of the field, right? Like if you wanted to be um, I don't know, like a dairy farmer at some point, right? It's like, hey, you know, maybe you won't be able to do that in, from a, on a programming basis, but hey, you want to, you know, inc- maybe you're reading up on things during the day, right? So I, I think I think that advice is pretty pretty universal in terms of, hey, where do I, what role am I targeting? It isn't necessarily like I want to get into security, okay? Well, there's a lot, right? There's a lot there. So um, yeah, so that's what I would say is, you know, the the roles are varied and it and it is based on um, the area of security that you're interested in.
1: I think that's a fantastic advice. I mean, just reverse engineering your way into security without trying to go after that security analyst entry level role that are becoming right. fewer and fewer
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: marketplace. I mean, before it used to be the SOC analyst, but a lot of SOC analysts have been outsourced. There's so many different things. So, and and I and I also want to um, make people aware that this is not only purely, you know brand new traditional college grad, you know, brand new person um, that folks who are already in well into their careers, you you know, some of the things you talked about, junior developers, Python developers, things like that. You could be a senior, you know, Mm -hmm. seasoned Python developer and bump right over into um, application security because you know, depending on what it is, this is what you're doing. So you're on the flip side of it. Now you're going on to the other side. Right. So um, I just wanted to make people aware of that, that one aspect. And then also um, reverse engineering. I love how you described like, hey, you know, the adjacent role to the role that you want. So you may not be able to get directly into a security analyst position, but what can you get to that's like right next to the security analyst position that works with the security analyst so that now, you know, the next step or two steps away is this role. Um, so really understanding, rounding out those skills and, and doing your due diligence and research. And research isn't only reading it somewhere because it's very hard when you read a security analyst role, it's probably not going to say, well, we liaison with sysadmins, you know, like it's right. not going to say right. that, right? So talking to people like Dan, talking to the other folks that I know Chris has been doing a phenomenal job of talking to on this this um, version of the podcast and even the CISO Thursday's version where they could say, Oh, yeah, like, we have to talk to these people every week, you know, and, and when in and one of the companies I work with, we there was internal audit was like pretty much parked out in our backyard, like literally there all the time. <laughs> they liaisoned all the t- they were always there. We had all these controls. We had these various issues. They were always there. So guess who one of the people that got into security? one of those to, to right. it internal auditors you know <laughs> so that's the way it works because you want that person's expertise the person and the, the leader is like you know what these internal auditors are on our back let me bring one in, you know and this person's interested yep. i can train him up on something else but i want to use his into his uh, his other expertise in the internal audits basically okay, what are they coming for with this? what are they looking for right. with That you know they, they that's the that's the the that's the reason why we say, you know, like, don't throw away, as we sometimes say in the U.S., I know there's people from the U.K. and stuff, but don't throw away the baby with the bathwater. Like, don't mm-hmm. feel like because you have 15 years of experience as an administrative assistant, that that is not useful for you in right. somewhere in security. Um, so I just want to really reiterate that. So I'm going to shout some people out, as we always do. These folks are here from different parts of the country and the world. So Julio, like I said, is here from Texas. Xavier is checking in from Rocket City, Huntsville, Alabama, which is cool. Um, Our buddies over at Infosec Live said nothing wrong with making your own luck. So, Dan, when you were talking about earlier, you know, getting yourself into that role. Um, Vincent Thomas, hey, Vincent, is out out here from Baltimore. Um, We have Simon is here, yay, from the U.K., Simon from the U.K., grace in connecticut um and then sam again says my software development system software developer systems engineer student so he is or she is a software development software developer systems engineer student um web security ai um in the degree so also in cybersecurity. so has i think i believe he has four years in cybersecurity, so please, actually, what field can he go into? Um, seems like a lot of different fields he could potentially go.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just in just looking at that, right, and you know, trying to parse it, um, it it seems like, hey, you know, uh, he he's in a he or she is in a software development, um, done some system engineering, web security, things like that. I mean, you know, like we were talking about earlier, um, the folks who who work in development have have often been fantastic in appsec. Right. And and, um, you know, l- looking at both manual and automated security. Right. There's plenty of we all know there's plenty of SaaS tooling out there. There's a vendor who would love to sell it to you every day. Um, but also um, there are still some firms who do manual assessments. And so um, actually some one of the things that, that we utilize where I work, um, we do utilize some external Folks who do who who do that kind of work for us on on our behalf. Um, so you know you could always you could always get connected with those firms that do that if that's what you want to do every day. Um, and then there's obviously you know uh, an opportunity to do that within the you know the company full time. Um, so I think um, just looking at I'm I'm looking at those varied um, those varied fields. I mean the way I look at it is, I mean, I would suggest AppSec for this individual with just knowing what, you know, what's, what's here on screen. Um, but a lot of times too, you have to marry up, Hey, what's, what are my interests? Not just what am I good at? So that's always a challenge. And I've candidly, it's something I've struggled with the, the majority of my, uh, my career as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think right, it's up to the individual at the end of the day. Um, but just looking at what's here, I mean, I, I, I would, my first you know suggestion would be AppSec. Um, and there's, you know, hundreds of flavors of AppSec too, right? Just because you're in a specialty doesn't mean it's, it's done differently in plenty of different places. And there are plenty of different tools and there are plenty of different ways to slice it. Just like I was talking about earlier, like working in a, you know, a, a static analysis or a dynamic analysis or interactive, right? There, there's so many different ways. And I guess that's the beauty, but it's also the curse, right? You can also get into a situation where you're like, uh, I don't want to do this little thing anymore. I want to do like all the things. And then you have to start looking at different roles or different um, you know, different, different uh, organizations for sure.
1: Right. Absolutely. So, um, okay. Awesome. So a couple more people, Kim is here from Vancouver. Uh, Alicia says hello from California. Hello. And Newton is here from Boston. Grace says, um, "IT support provides you with more skills. It definitely does because you're seeing all the headaches that other people <laughs> are having. So, right. anytime, I mean, the reason why I know folks say people shy away from help desk, I get it, especially with the degree, right? Because right. you spend all this money, you have a degree. It's just like, well, I could have gone on help desk out of high school. Like, right. you know, why am I doing this? However." I understand where the folks that are coming from are saying, like you learn so much from being in these support roles and these analyst roles, and it's not only help desk. There's other, there's a myriad of other, um, you know, entry level or early career types of roles, like for people who just don't have a lot of experience in technology as a whole. Help desk is one of the biggest, broad- broadest ones. Um, do they still have desktop support? Is that still
2: I mean, you know, plenty of companies that these days are returning to work in person. So um, you, you need those folks, whether they're contracted or, or they work full time for the company. Right. So um, maybe it's a little different these days. It's, you know, uh, maybe there's fewer people that do that or they have like these days. I know a lot of companies are transitioning to a more centralized um in-person help desk model, so you bring your right. equipment to that as opposed to them coming right. to your desk. So, right, um, yeah, so help desk
1: desktop is kind of similar. We're dating. I'm dating myself. It's
2: <laughs> okay. No, Are no, it's sure? okay. I remember the old days when companies actually had in in in-house you know, help desk folks where it wasn't, um, mostly or a hundred percent outsourced. So it definitely. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. I remember that too, that you could go down and see the person.
2: Right. No, I remember that too. <laughs> I, I used to work across when I, when I was a sysadmin, we were, we were co-located with the help, not, not very close to them, but I would walk by them to get coffee in the morning. So, and they were all friendly and you know, they don't, they don't exist as much anymore. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, so let's see. After 15 years in security, just changed to PCI, and I'm now an ISA, just to mix it up a little. And I don't know which LinkedIn user this is, so I'm going to pull that up in a second. Uh, but I do want to, Dan, I want to be cognizant of time. I know we started a little bit late, and sure. we are com- coming up on 35 minutes after the hour. Do you have another couple minutes just to? Oh,
2: sure, sure, absolutely. Okay. It, okay. my, and, it, okay. and for the audience's awareness it's it was my fault that my, uh, my my <laughs> other machine the the webcam the internal webcam decided to go on a fritz uh and and that was uh that was 100 of me i should know better I, I picked the wrong laptop today clearly it's all
1: the many times it is me <laughs> with my varying activities you probably hear some kids carrying on in the background um but that's Joshua Kennedy who said that he just um, after 15 years of security changed to PCI. So you know, people go back and forth, which is nice to switch it up, mix it up, learn something new. It's always good. Um, Sam says, "Thanks to the- thank you very much, sir, for providing his um, you know an update." So Grace has a question: How can I get into hands-on security rather than RMF controls? My words, quote, paperwork or technical secretary.
2: <laughs> um. So that's that's really interesting, right? And to go back to what you were saying um about, you know, there are people who work in um people who go back and forth a lot between between risk and audit and cybersecurity. And I feel like that's that's not a, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a it's it's healthy um because you need to be, you know, um I think you need to have a broad understanding of risk and controls in cybersecurity. And the cybersecurity folks um uh it, you, you need to have a good understanding of each other, right? Because one one typically drives the other or one is you know influenced by the other. So you you know I think it's helpful to have have that crossover experience. Um and also, you know, to switch it up, as I think the, the prior commenter commenter mentioned. Um so how about getting into hands on security? Um I mean I I the way I look at this is I, I think it's okay to uh, to To use grace 's words um, technical secretary, believe me, I know what that is because we have a lot of them where I work i 'm um, not knocking them they 're needed right we have to We have to push paper a lot of times and we need to push our vendors sometimes and the best people some of the best people to do that are the people who are organized and can do that work so um, i, I wouldn 't you know, if you're if you're morally opposed to it, then I would you know say, hey, like, don't do it. But I don't think there's any harm in that to use it as a stepping stone, as long as you understand that, you you know, you're going to time limit it and that it is that it is a stepping stone and that you don't have a fear of getting stuck in it. Right. Because that would be my worry for you that, hey, you would get stuck in it or or feel like you're trapped and or pigeonholed. Right. So I, I think I, I think I understand, like, if I can read into that a little bit, the context is like, hey, I don't want to get stuck here. Um, I, and I guess the other question for for grace is, hey, where are you coming from because if you're if you're coming from an area that isn't traditional security or that a higher manager like me wouldn't necessarily recognize, you may need to go through that controls or risk risk management space or that you know technical secretary space um to 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 kind of get that experience and at least to brush up on the just the the, the word you know the the words that are commonly used, the jargon in the industry um i hate to, i hate to I hate to admit to that, but I think you know as a as a as a hiring manager myself, I'd listen for those things and for better or for worse, like if a candidate can speak in those words and i can you know we can have a conversation in those words, that makes it a little bit of an easier conversation i'm not saying it's necessarily right, but I think having an understanding of the you know of the of the commonly used words in the field and and also like being able to point to experiences. So, hey, if you have experience in controls and risk management and things like that, that's 100% okay to point to and say, and I can apply those things here. So, I think you're noticing it like kind of a a theme here. It's like having some having experience and having um skills that you can point to that translate well into cybersecurity, which candidly, there's there's plenty of opportunity for that, right? Outside of, you know, coming from an entirely different field, like if you were um you know, if you're an arborist working on trees all day, like I think it would be kind of hard to to parlay that into cybersecurity. But um, I I think, you know, again, going back to those adjacent fields, I think you'll have, that's a great opportunity to to build that expertise, um, even if it isn't a traditional security role. But yeah, looking at audit controls, risk, things like that, I mean, that's, you you can't get any closer to cybersecurity without actually being in it when you're when you're when you're looking at those roles. Um, and I like people like that because they have a really open mind and they're not always focused on the technical solution. Because I, I can't tell you how many times and I've got I've got some awesome people on my team, but they are just focused on what tool can I use to fix this, not hey maybe there's like uh, we can do a technical and a non technical solution to this and marry them together and, and it doesn't have to be costly or complex. So and those are the right kind of people that I you know I'd love to onboard in, in a in, in my field for sure. but I believe we lost Renee. I'm not sure where she went. Um, Hopefully she'll be back with us shortly.
1: Hey Dan. Hey there. How about that, <laughs> my internet, the everything just went out. Like, oh no, that, everything went black. So um, I'm so sorry, and it looks like uh, I, I think people might be gone. Um, so sorry about that, folks. So I heard you. I was um, watching actually from from. Um, <laughs> hold on one second. <laughs> I was watching from my phone while it all happened, chiming in, saying that my, my Internet was down and I was on my way back. But I heard you giving some great advice to Grace um, and telling, sharing with her, you know, like you need the technical writers. You need the folks, you know, technical, quote unquote, technical secretaries um, and folks that are have the controls experience and all those various backgrounds. And that's about as close to security as you can get. And then, you know, the hands-on piece is probably just, and I I don't know if you said this, you know, partnering or getting, getting even closer, using that day job to get you into the more hands-on stuff, like understanding, maybe connecting with someone there that you build a bond with or whatever and saying, hey, what can I learn? You know, a few things that I can potentially pick up to get more hands-on. I'm really interested in getting hands-on. I'm passionate about this. Yes, my day job is the RMF control space, but I really want to get hands-on and what else can I do? So um, great, great advice. So uh, InfoSec Live said here, nothing wrong with making your own luck which is, I agree 100%. So Dan, I am going to, um, it is 43 minutes past the hour. I just wanted to come back on and wrap up and have you give any good advice. If you have one piece of sage advice that you wanted to give to folks, you you know, started out as a sysadmin, it's been 10 years um, and gotten pivoted on into security, what would you tell them?
2: I would say never give up. Um, and I think one of the things that, that and, and that maybe that's like, Cliche or whatnot, right? But I think one of the things that people don't talk about enough is where they failed. Um, and I'll say that it took me at least two or three different tries to get into security. Um, my first try, it was really rough because I really wanted to be into it. I had a great interview, I had a great relationship with the hiring manager, but I knew that there were people more skilled than me who 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 were gonna, you know, who ended up getting that role. Um, you know, don't give up and and don't let the don't let a no be a never, right? Because if you if you let that be the case then you stand to lose a lot more keep interviewing i think you'll you'll find that you'll eventually get to a sweet spot where it's not a it's not an interrogation right obviously that's going to depend on the hiring manager but it it's not an interrogation for you you're just looking at the next opportunity to see um to see how things work out for you um and so yeah i would say you know continue to um continue to be passionate about it don't let a no turn you you know turn you sour um because you're, you're going to get it at some point, right? The, 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 the longer you're at it, just statistically speaking, um, the more likely it is that, that you're going to get that opportunity that you're looking for. Um, and I think one of the, I, I did see one of the questions come in, I just want to, um, if I can, add, add something else on. Um, someone was asking about if they, um, uh, like what would be a good, a good place for, uh, what was it, mentorship? or or some oh how do, are, are there resources that help people pair with, and i so i'm active on cyber mentor dojo um i don't know how many people use that I, i've gotten a few mentees through that and there's some awesome folks out there that are really interested in in getting that um i'm plugging that not i don't own it i don't have any interest in it it's just some i'm just active on it and i've i found a lot of great folks that are interested so um, you know i 'm there if you if you want to reach out to me through that uh, through that mechanism and i'm always happy to to talk to people about you know more personal advice based on their interests and and where they've been so yeah i mean it's been a real pleasure renee um and and you know appreciate the time and hopefully this is helpful to folks here and um you know really enjoyed the the conversation this afternoon
1: same here I really really truly enjoyed it thank you so much Dan. And folks, so we will see you again next Thursday and next Friday, next Thursday for Breaking Cyber Cecil Thursdays and next Friday for Breaking Cyber Security. But it should be on Chris's um, LinkedIn profile. So we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.